Welcome to Season 6 of Tell Me a Story I Don't Know, a fascinating journey into the lives of top sports personalities and their connections to Chicago. They reveal entertaining, memorable, and emotional stories many you've never heard before. During Season 6, you'll hear the likes of Pat Fitzgerald, Ron Rivera, Lisa Byington, Porter Moser, and many, many more. I'm your host, George Hoffman, and please follow this podcast through our partnership with Sports Media Watch. You can find them and this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcast. Tell Me a Story I Don't Know is proudly sponsored by Vienna Beef, makers of the world-famous Chicago hot dog and a landmark institution since 1893. Find them at ViennaBeef.com. And by Dynamic Manufacturing, awarded the General Motors Supplier of the Year 23 times. This family-owned business can be found at dynamicmanufacturinginc.com. This week we feature part one with the longtime and popular co-host of the Waddle and Sylvie show on WMVP Radio in Chicago, Mark Silverman. That was the day I was uh, given the opportunity to do a sports cast and I got a one-on-one interview with Michael. So it's taking the initiative, but we're all going to get breaks. Everyone's going to get a break these days. And I was lucky when Michael Jordan, I sort of owe the Michael Jordan comeback story and Michael himself to getting my foot in the door and eventually being hired full time because he came back to basketball. From growing up an ardent Chicago Cubs and Bears fan to sometimes ranting about them on the radio, Mark Silverman has lived the life dreams are made of, but at times nightmares as well. He skirted a cancer scare all the time looking at the glass half full. So from a single guy trying to make it to now a husband, father of two, and a major success, Sylvie, as he's best known, is ranting and raving. And that's a good thing. So, Sylvie, Mark Silverman, tell me a story I don't know. George, uh, it's great to talk to you. And uh, I would listen to you and many others in Chicago growing up. And my first job was in Esterville, Iowa, a small town of 10,000 people, like most radio people start out at getting your hands dirty, doing everything you need to do. And I loved it. Um, But after 18 months, I wanted to come back to Chicago. And my philosophy was that you can never get called to the plate if you weren't in the stadium. So What a lot of people had always told me was you have to go from a small market to a medium market to a large market to then the big city. But I wanted to get back in Chicago, even if I had to take a step back and live in my parents' house. And that's exactly what I did. I moved back into my parents' house. I accepted an internship, a paid internship at WGN Radio after being a full-time employee in Iowa and getting paid and, and living on very little money. Uh, I was getting paid $900 for three months in 1995. February of 1995 is when I started at WGN Radio. And this is where the whole right place at the right time philosophy kind of comes in. And what I like to share with people because everyone likes a good Michael Jordan story. So I was at WGN Radio and they had nobody, you may have remembered, George, they had nobody who covered nighttime sports mm-hmm. sure they had a really good roster of sportscasters uh cap would get there soon um randy minkoff was there wayne larravee was doing the bears would come in and do sportscasts and tom brenneman was there doing sportscasts when he wasn't doing the cubs but they had no one who wanted to take the tape recorder and cover games at night so i knew how to do it and i said to dan Filato, 
who was the executive sports uh, producer at the time, can I just cover games? I, I'm an intern. I'll do it for free. Uh, can I just get a press pass and cover the games and I'll cut up the tape and I'll put them on cart and, and we'll go from there. And he said, sure. So I got to cover Blackhawks and Bulls games, which, which was my dream come true. And I was, I was thrilled. And the Bulls were a middling team after their surprise from the year before. They were at about 500. And after a, a, about a month and a half covering the Bulls, there was a rumor that Michael wanted to come back to play basketball. Michael Jordan was pegged for the Chicago White Sox AA club in Nashville, but he refused to challenge the baseball union, and Jordan left camp last week. Then he asked that his equipment be sent up to Chicago today, where Jordan, the former three-time MVP, has been practicing for the last couple of days with his old Bulls club. So I was already covering Bulls games and Bulls practices at the Birdo Center in Deerfield, Illinois, and the rumors were that Michael was coming by, and the next thing you know, everyone's going to the Birdo Center. It was a who's who. George, you may have even been there. Mark Jean Greco, Dan Roan, Tim Weigel, all the big wigs in Chicago sports were there, and me, this lowly sports intern at WGN Radio, <laughs> who had a three-month kind of internship with no promises at the end. And the first time that I went up to the Birdo Center with the Jordan rumors circling, we interviewed everyone. Bill Wennington, Larry Kristowiak, B.J. Armstrong, Phil Jackson. A reality, but it's still not a reality. So we're just not pinning any hope. So we're not trying to, you know, throw up a balloon or a kite that's not ready to fly. But no Michael. So this was going to be my big break. And instead of just going back to WGN radio saying, Hey, guess what? Michael didn't come back. I decided to go since I already knew how to do work. And I was already someone who had a full-time job more advanced than your normal intern. I went into the studio and I decided to put together a mission impossible piece, the mission impossible theme that I was this lowly sports intern tasked with the important job of finding out if Michael Jordan was coming back or not. Sliced it up with the old reel-to-reel -reel tape like we used to edit. Yep. And all I did was I said to the afternoon show producer, can you listen to this and can you critique it for me? And he listened to it. He said, this is pretty good. And then Ian Punnett, I believe, was the old afternoon drive. This was before Spike O'Dell was in the afternoon. And he liked it and he played it. And he played it not once, but twice on the radio on WGN. And I'm 23 or 24 at the time and just an intern. And that got me the ticket to go back to the Berto Center the very next day. And guess who showed up the very next day? Michael Jordan. And there I was representing WGN radio, getting to be on the air the second day in a row. And three days later, WGN Radio, after Michael declared, I'm back, uh, said, we've got this kid who's willing to do anything. Let's send him to Indianapolis. And that was the break that I needed uh, to get my foot in the door to eventually get hired for five hours a week instead of $900 for three months to work at WGN Radio.
It's very interesting that you say that because back in college, in my final year at SIU, I was also trying to figure out, okay, can I get a television job? Can I get a radio job? In the meantime, I'm doing the College World Series with Mike Reese, and I get in touch with a guy at WGN Radio. His name is Norm Pata. She's no longer with us. He was a producer. He also likes sports. I said, can I give you some reports from the College World Series? And he said, yes. And so there I was in 1977 on the air with WGN Radio. Didn't lead to a job, but it kind of connects to what you were just saying. You always have to try something because you never know what's going to happen. Right. And then, you know, it's funny, George, um, because then as I continued as this part-timer, a GN, before they gave me a full-time salary, it was about a year between getting hired as an intern and then finally getting the full-time gig in 1996 at WGN Radio. But the second break also came from Michael because in that year uh, that he came back in that spring, um, very rarely pregame would he ever be in the locker room. And so beat writers never went to the locker room to, to see if Michael was in there. For whatever reason, pregame of a Bulls game one day, I was just hanging around the locker room and no one else was there. And Michael had gotten a new shipment of Air Jordans that day. So here's his locker in the United Center, stacked with Air Jordans. And out came Michael to go check the new shipment of Jordans since he just started coming back to play basketball again to get stocked up for the rest of the season. And I just looked at him and I said, hey, Michael, I'm Mark Silverman from WGN Radio. Do you have five minutes? And he looked at me size me up and he said sure and so that was the day i was uh, given the opportunity to do a sports cast and i got a one-on-one -on -one interview with michael so it's kind of like what you talked about um it, it's taking the initiative but we're all gonna get breaks everyone's gonna get a break these days and i was lucky with michael jordan i sort of owe the michael jordan comeback story michael himself to getting my foot in the door and eventually being hired full time because he came back to basketball. Vienna beef, two words synonymous with hot dogs. They're the home of the Chicago hot dog and an institution since 1893. If you've had a hot dog, chances are it was from Vienna. And did you know there are more locations selling Vienna in Chicago than McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's combined? There's nothing like biting into a juicy and delicious pure beef Vienna hot dog dragged through the garden, which includes yellow mustard, onions, relish, tomatoes, sport peppers, pickles, and some celery salt. And oh, those Polish sausages dripping with flavor. And look for the spicy smoked sausage available in your local retail stores. It includes a perfect blend of seasonings such as crushed red peppers and brown sugar, creating a bold and zesty taste. Vienna products are available in restaurants, grocery stores, and entertainment venues such as the ballparks, cups, and socks, stadiums, museums, and zoos. Plus, you can purchase them online, coast to coast at ViennaBeef.com and on Amazon. And remember, Vienna is not just hot dogs and sausages. Look for their farm makers chili, mini bagel dogs, condiments, and classic deli meats. Take it from a guy who was weaned on, then sold Vienna products. It's the mark of excellence since 1893. Check them out at ViennaBeef.com. Since this will air on November 22nd and 29th as a two-part episode, I would be remiss, Sylvie, if I didn't ask you about the Bears 
and specifically Justin Fields. What are your impressions of him after nine games? And now on third down, Fields will yank it, and there's room to run for Fields. Fields, turn it on to speed. Fields on the angle, trying to outrace Okuda. It's uh, incredible uh, where they have come from as an offense to where they are now to now thinking about the possibilities of where they could go. Um, it reminds me a lot of uh, the rise of Derrick Rose, and I hope we get to the heights of where Derrick Rose uh, was. And I hope that when Justin gets there, that he stays there for longer when then when Derek was at the top of his game, as we all know, like it just, it didn't last as long because of the injuries. And it was, it's like one of the great Chicago sports tragedies. I emphasize the sports part of that because um, you know, what could have been, it's like the Mark Pryor thing. Derek is probably the face of that for Chicago sports. He was the MVP who knows if the bulls could have won another ring. I remember being in the United Center, just looking up at the rafters and seeing Michael and Scotty and thinking to myself, I can't believe we're blessed to have another guy like this in a Bulls uniform with Derek. And I'm hoping I was just there with my kids recently for the Lions game. And I'm hoping that Justin can get there and with some more support. And if they could build up the line, that he'll be more than just running. And he's throwing touchdowns right now in the passing game will increase and they can protect him better. But I, I really do. I, I'm, a, I'm a believer in what, what he can do. And I think he's come a long, long way in just a matter of a few weeks. Did you see this coming? Mm, I saw it like, I saw it coming when they drafted him. And then with Matt Nagy and the way he brought him up in his first year, then I questioned whether we'd ever see it. And then this year at the start of it, I wasn't sure. And I questioned a lot of what I wasn't sure of with Justin. And like we always had the uh, Justin Fields sort of DEFCON level on where we were with our panic meter. And after I'm trying to think which game it was, where it was the most panicky, um, maybe the Giants game, and and then the Commanders game. He missed a wide open tight end. Then they get the mini buy, and then from there it just was a. It, it's been a rocket ship, and a lot of it is the confidence that he gets from running the football and getting into a rhythm with his legs. So, like I think, uh, like. There are people who call the show and there are some people who say, oh, yeah, I knew all along. He checks all the boxes, George. He, you know he's got the arm talent. You know he's got the smarts. You know he has the leadership ability. He certainly is as athletic as anybody in the NFL. But we've seen a lot of guys like that. And if they could put it together as a quarterback, that's a different story. So I always knew... I always knew he had all the measurables, um, unlike Mitch. But would we see it as a quarterback? And I've hemmed and hawed a little bit over the last year and a half. But right now, I think we're all sort of believers that, especially with the lack of guys around him, 
with what we've seen so far that he can definitely get there. So what do you think of Matt Eberflus and his boss? The jury's still out. Um, I like what they've done coaching-wise with developing guys who aren't theirs and making them work. I think Tevin Jenkins is a good example of that, of that, where Tevin Jenkins was drafted to be a left tackle, and he obviously was not the future left tackle. But instead of just stamping him with a bust label, they have salvaged him as a very productive interior guard. And in the past, I don't know if a different regime would do that. I think like with, uh, for another comparison sake with the Bulls, I use the Derrick Rose count. Like I, I, we've seen with the Bulls that it's not just drafting guys, it's developing guys. And I think Lowry Markkinen is a good example of that. Lowry Markkinen is obviously showing he's got talent, but when he's paired with Jim Boylan, can he get the most talent out of him? Did and you really, excuse me for interrupting, did you really have to bring up Jim Boylan's name? It, it, <laughs> pains, it, it pains me, right? <laughs> Boylan pains me way more than the first Jim Boylan. And it really, it, it, it hurts me, George, when I bring him up. Um, but like, it's more like a lot of people just look at is a draft pick, a good draft pick or a bad draft pick. And they don't realize how much of development goes into it. So I really think that Eberflus has done a good job of developing Tevin Jenkins, even though he wasn't their draft pick. And I think we're seeing it with Cole Komet. Cole Komet has not been the Travis Kelsey tight end that maybe Ryan Pace thought he was drafting, but they have made him, him into a very successful tight end who does some things well and now is catching touchdowns and now is playing an important role in this offense. So I think I like some things that I'm seeing from Eberflus. He needs some horses to run his defense. We know that. Poles, we'll see. I like that he's being aggressive and uh, what he did at the, at the trade deadline. I need them to play Claypool more. They went out and they drafted a, or they, they gave a second round draft pick up for Claypool. They need to play him more. So the jury is still out. He's going to have all this money. He's going to have all this draft capital. He needs to hit on a lot of these guys. And then I'll be able to tell you maybe in a year or two years if I like him more. So with that said about the Bears, they're now going to become property of ESPN Radio. And that has to be very, very exciting for all of you who work there. George, I got here in 1998. I'm the last guy who was an original hire when ESPN bought AM1000. And we've been through a lot of, of, a lot of great moments and a lot of not-so-good moments. And it took a while to get us on the map as, as you were down the dial and we were competing for many, many years with you guys. And um, it took us a while to become legitimate. And, and like I said, we had a lot of great moments. I don't know if there was a bigger moment in the nearly 25 years of me being here than when I found out that we were getting the Bears. I mean, you know, we've had the Bulls. We have the White Sox right now. Um, I've covered a lot of great moments, you know, the Cubs winning the championship, the Sox being on our air when they won a World Series is certainly big. But as far as like acquisitions, and shows and just having the Chicago Bears and not and I don't mean just having the Bears on Sunday but just having the Bears year round and the possibilities now of providing content and the possibilities that we can do with it 
it's 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 pretty incredible and it shows you what our management thinks of what we've got going right now to be in the in the mode of acquiring things when a lot of radio stations are in the business of getting rid of things um it, it's one of the biggest days that our radio station has ever seen anybody who's listened to you over the course of the years that you have been on the air they know that you're an avowed Bears fan, but they also know that you're a big Cubs fan. So, of course, I'm going to ask you, what do you think of Jed Hoyer, what he has done, and what he has to do to make his team competitive next year? I'll give you another comp. <laughs> this is like a really good sous chef who has been at a really successful restaurant, um, now opening up his own place, and now he's the head chef, and can this new restaurant be as successful as the old one. I know Jed's a smart baseball guy, but I also know that when he's been paired with Theo, it's been very successful. Can Jed run his own shop? And I'm not sure yet. Um, uh, I like what they've done with the pitching infrastructure. It's obviously, even with Theo, something that they have missed the mark on. They have never been able to develop their own pitching. You know this by covering the, the Cubs and the baseball landscape in Chicago for many, many years. They have been able to bring guys in like Jake Arrieta from Baltimore, and they signed John Lester, and they trade for Kyle Hendricks. Those are all guys from outside the organization who have filled important roles to win a championship, but they have never been able to groom their own guys. And now – with Carter Hawkins from Cleveland, uh, a, a team that has been able to do that, I think they have a better plan in place to do that. So I think they're off to a good start there. They're building up the foundation. Now can they bring in and sign some of these free agents and some of these trades that they have made? Can they develop, again, the development word, can they develop some of these players into being cornerstones like the last wave of guys who came through in 12, 13, and 14 that led to winning from 15 to 20. We will see. I don't know. Like, Jed's got a lot of proving uh, to me to do. And I think right now in Chicago sports, it, it's sort of like prove it territory with all the general managers. I think Rick Hahn has a lot to prove. Jed's got a lot to prove. I think AK and with the Bulls after initially – uh, wowing us he's got a lot to prove certainly what the hawks are doing uh they've got a lot to prove and ryan poles is a lot to prove so it's sort of prove it all the way around with all the general managers and jed hoyer um leads the fray did you know general motors 2021 supplier of the year is located in hillside illinois Dynamic Manufacturing not only remanufactures transmissions for the likes of GM, but also as a state-of-the-art facility. Its capabilities include engineering new or existing products, along with manufacturing, machining, logistics, and re-energizing used batteries for electric cars and energy storage systems. I've seen their operation firsthand, and their nearly 1 million square feet of operating space is extremely impressive. Dynamic was founded by the late, great John Partipillo in 1955 and is still family-owned and operated by the next generation. For more information about Dynamic Manufacturing, visit their website at dynamicmanufacturinginc.com. Dynamic Manufacturing. Honor the legacy. Pioneer the future. What's the easiest choice you can make? 
Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Want to hear more great guests on Tell Me a Story I Don't Know? It's easy. Just follow me on social media, at George Offman. That's O-F-M-A-N. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please follow or subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You, like I, attended Southern Illinois University, albeit I was there several years before you, and that's where I fashioned my career. But unlike my path, you are not part of the university station, WSIU Radio and TV. So tell me a story I don't know about a sports director who didn't think you were good enough to be on the air. Yeah, there's a couple, and, and, and there's more than just them there. There were a lot of people, you know, with the, I have a different type of voice and, and very nasally, uh, everything like that, but I'll never forget it. And, and like, that's why I love talking to you because whether I, it was me as a camp counselor turning on the score when you guys first started after like being a camp counselor, me knowing that I could do this, I'm like, this George Hoffman is so damn good. Oh my God. He's doing these afternoon drive updates, you know? Oh, wait a minute. There's this guy, Mike North, who was just a hot dog guy. And now he's this new sensation on the score. And of course, Mike is now appearing on WMVP radio with Carmen DeFalco as they do a gambling show called the odds couple. 
Let's Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. We've got lots to get after, as always, my friend. Yeah, buddy, and it's great to talk to everybody. Randy Merkin along with us. Uh, Carmen, it was uh, uh, a so-so weekend. You held up uh, your end. It, like, made me dream. So I went and I, I grew up listening to Copic and, you know, and all the Red Motlow in my mom's car uh, growing up. So I, like, wanted to be on Chicago radio so badly as a kid. And so I had it in my mind on what, a script and what a sound would, I thought, sound like. And we, we were had to put together like a three-minute sportscast for WSIU, freshman year. It's August. It's uh, 1989. And I'm 18, almost 18 years old. I turned 18 my freshman year. And um, I write it. And I think I'm the shit. I, I, I know all the guys on sports phone. I've listened to them. I know how good they are. I listen to all these Chicago sports reporters, all these other people coming from St. Louis and small town, Illinois. Uh, yeah, I'm going to make the, the sports staff. And I, I'm doing this sports cast with this script that I've rehearsed dozens of times. And I feel like in this studio at WSIU, probably the same one you sat at, um, I feel like my eyes are swelling up and I, like I'm it's it's I, I can't see the script and I've never had this sensation and I got really nervous and it was like this nervous reaction but I still thought I delivered even though I had the sensation that I've never dealt with and a couple of days later just like they post when you trial for your varsity basketball team or football team they list basically the lineup of people who made WSIU I'm reading all these names and they sound like made up names, like radio names. Like, where's Mark Silverman? There was no Mark Silverman on that list. Um, and I was shocked. For Night Report Sports, I'm Mark Silverman. The SIU football team is gearing up for its game against Big Ten powerhouse Michigan. The Night Report's Corey Curtis has the exciting details. Game time is on Sunday at 1.30 at McAndrews Stadium. So I, I went to the sports director and I said, look, I go, um, I wasn't good enough to make it. Is there anything I can do to help? And he said, here, take this cassette player, go out to high school football games on Friday, uh, interview the coach after the game and cut up the tape and leave them for the people who are good enough to be on the air on the Saturday morning so they can give a rundown of all the scores on high school football. So like GM, that's how I got my foot in the door Eventually, my second semester, freshman year, I did make WSIU uh, and the radio station there. I went on to be the sports director of WIDB my junior and senior year, oh, which, yeah. was the, which was the other uh, radio mm -hmm. station on campus. And uh, yeah, uh, that, that's how I started at Southern. I, like, not quite a Michael Jordan moment where he didn't make his varsity team. But, it, you know, it fueled me, and I think it was good for me that a lot of this never came easy for me. Full disclosure, I began at w, uh, WIDB, so this was January of 1974, and that's where I started saying that's all she wrote. We're going back 48 years, so I remember, I remember very fondly. Here's something I did not know. Back when you graduated, 
Uh, at SIU, there are 24,000 students. Unfortunately, that number has dwindled to half now. Yeah. And you were named one of the top 25 most distinguished seniors. That's pretty heady stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was I was very proud of that. It took everything into account. I was a deanless student. Um, I was uh, the the voice of the women's basketball team. Um, so I got paid for that. I traveled with the women's basketball team and I did their play by play. I was the sports director, as I mentioned, for WIDB radio. We were going to the, the St. Louis and we did play by play of the men's basketball tournament. And we did a, a sports talk show. We had many Chicago guests on and um, I, I got involved on campus like George, it's funny, like there was such a long line of people who came before me who made it in Chicago sports at, at Southern. Yeah. Um, and, and SIU doesn't get, and I, it's something that I'm so proud of that I, I want to sing the praises of SIU because they gave me opportunities that maybe if I went to Illinois, I would not have gotten. I think the hands-on experience at SIU always offered um, communication students, radio, television students, journalism students were second to none. And I don't think it, it gets the proper reputation here in the Chicago area. No, I agree with that. There are a lot of people, myself, David Schuster, Rick Riz, who, of course, is the longtime voice of the Seattle Mariners. He did the Detroit Tigers for a while. I know that I'm missing a few people. Mike Reese, who's still there. I hired him in 1975, and he stayed there. He's still the voice of Southern Illinois University sports. What about Bruce? Bruce of course, Levine, Bruce Levine. Yeah, well, Bruce, I don't think Bruce was part of the radio TV department there. Bruce, Bruce, I believe, owned a deli shop there called Boobies. I'm pretty sure that that's the case. Uh, yes, Peggy. Yes, absolutely. She was a guest here and a terrific one. So while Syracuse richly deserves a lot of credit for producing a lot of people, SIU, and listen, we're talking about people behind the scenes here too, Stu Green, and there's a few others who, you know, he was my cameraman back there and he's still working in this business as a cameraman. So yes, there's absolutely no question that SIU has produced a lot of people. And there's so much more in part two, including Sylvie's celebrated battle with cancer. My thanks to CBS TV and the original theme music to Mission Impossible, Fox Sports, Southern Illinois University, WIDB Radio in Carbondale, Illinois, and WMVP ESPN 1000. My thanks as always to the people behind the scenes that helped make this wonderful podcast possible. TJ Reeves for putting us on the map, Will Hatzel for his crafty editing, and Nick Tochi for our wonderful graphics. Tune in next week for part two with Mark Silverman on Tell Me a Story I Don't Know. I'm George Hoffman, and that's all she wrote. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.